Connect. Influence. Optimize. You're listening to The Channel Channel, a podcast for executives and others involved in the authorized sale of electronic components. Brought to you by the ECIA, the Electronic Component Industry Association. Working to promote and improve the authorized distribution channel. Welcome to the Channel Channel, a podcast sponsored by the Electronic Components Industry Association, covering topics important to participants in the electronic component supply chain. I'm Victor Myers, Senior Vice President at ECIA, your host for today's session, in which we are discussing a rather unique project that ECIA members and others in the industry have been involved in for most of this year, and that is an ebook that documents the 100 year history of the authorized channel. With me today is Al Mag, who I have known since we worked together at Avnet, where he served as Chief Communications Officer from 2000 to 2013. Before Avnet, he had roles at Connors Publishing as well as Molex, the interconnect manufacturer. He is currently the CEO at MagCom Plus, where Al and his team have been spearheading this pretty cool effort that we'll be talking about today. Throughout his career, Al has always been a big supporter of ECIA and NIDA before that, which is very much appreciated. So without further ado, Al, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So Al, although we have known each other for over 20 years, we always like to start the program by asking our guests a question that allows our listeners to get to know you a little better. Now, my question for you requires a little bit of context. I don't remember the year offhand, but I remember at the time that I had an office at Avnet Corporate that had a window that faced out on one of our employee parking lots. And I recall one morning you were getting out of your convertible and I happened to notice that you had a rather interesting vanity license plate. It said 16 inch. Now, before people get the wrong idea, can you share with us what that was all about? Well, my passion in life uh, since growing up in Chicago is playing 16-inch softball on the gravel of our grammar school. And, and uh, the guys I hung out with were pretty good softball players. And as we got older, we played all the time, every night, tournaments, you name it. And uh, we got to be pretty good. We were one of the better teams in Chicago. And, and I thought my career was over and, and moved out to the Burbs and started working for Molex and ended up, they had a softball team. And we took them from... Uh, uh, a perennial loser to one of the best teams in the game as well. So uh, we weren't the best, but we were one of the top teams in Chicago. And 16 in softball is, uh, uh, as I said, a passion of mine, but that's where the game started. The game of softball started in Chicago in 1887. And I became somewhat of a historian of the game from, a, I won't bore you with all the details, but at some point in time, uh, I founded, along with a couple other folks, the 16-inch Softball Hall of Fame in Chicago. Uh, we have a beautiful museum in Forest Park. And in fact, I just recently wrote um, uh, the history of softball in a 132-page book, uh, which is basically featuring the 25th anniversary of the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So softball has been very, very important to me. Uh, and uh, history has always been important to me. And uh, that's probably how we got involved in this project in the first place. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know that you've been involved with that uh, softball league for quite some time. And, and that is really what kind of got us thinking about that when we kicked around the idea of, of writing that history. So 
Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how this, uh, the idea to create this ebook came about? Yeah, it's pretty simple. You said I work for Avnet, which I'm very proud of. Uh, I, I was involved in writing a historical book uh, about Avnet quite a few years ago, back in the early 2000 area, I think 2004. And um, it was celebrating uh, 50 years of being on the stock exchange, the New York Stock Exchange. So it was pretty easy for me. I, I'm not a math major, but I knew this was gonna be the 100th anniversary of Avnet this year. And in fact, uh, some of the younger folks there that are doing a lot of the work for Avnet were kind enough to ask me to help out on some of the topics they weren't aware of. Um, so it was very easy for me to say, well, if it's the 100th anniversary of Avnet, what's well, the 100th anniversary of technology distribution? And uh, uh, lo and behold, I, I found out something that Avnet wasn't the first one. I thought they were. So this history project was uh, delightful to get into and started learning more about Sager. And then another company came out of the blue, Hughes Peters, which is celebrating their 100th anniversary. And uh, so we're not alone. Uh, Evnet's not alone. And, and I got to know a few of the people that I've been uh, working on from both those companies and learn a lot more about them. And of course, they're featured uh, right at the beginning. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, I've been thinking compiling what has happened in our industry the last 10 years would be hard enough, but telling the story of the last 100 years seems like a monumental challenge. So, so who is it that was tasked with writing the history of the authorized channel? Well, fortunately, uh, let's put this way. I don't want to say my age, but I am retired. Uh, I've, I've been in the tech field uh, since mid seventies. And so I, I actually, when you talk about history, I actually knew uh, a lot of the history of distribution and uh, the technology companies and so on. I, 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 I was there for it. So this is really enjoyable and seeing some names I haven't seen before uh, or in a long time. And uh, I was able to um, uh, corral a couple of folks uh, that are absolute pros in our industry. Barb Jorgensen, uh, uh, started with EBN and she's involved with EPS uh, News. Uh, today, uh, she's the chief editor. Got Heidi Elliott, uh, who started with Electronic News and Connors uh, as well. And she uh, uh, also is over at Avnet, so she knows technology. Uh, Bruce Rayner, who was the chief editor of, uh, of Buyers News, and he's a freelancer today. Um, we also got uh, Steve Cholas, a very famous name in, uh, in the marketing side. Uh, Craig Conrad helped a bit, but we also encouraged uh, help from uh, ECIA, ERA, uh, the EDS folks, and uh, quite a few others. So we've been getting con contributions from a, a lot of people. So we got some pros from Dover, and we got uh, a bunch of folks that definitely know the industry really well. They, they've been part of that history and they've helped us out in different chapters. And behind the scenes, I've got a bunch of old timers that I know uh, uh, looking at some of the stuff and giving me some advice on it as well. So it definitely sounds like this is not like a fly-by-night uh, project. You've got some, some real uh, rock stars writing all this. So that should reflect well in, uh, in the content that we will be able to read. Yeah, if, if I wrote it, it would be by seven pages and then written in crayon. So, right, right. Uh, so, 
if 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 anything spelled wrong, it's probably what I did write in there. So <laughs> fair enough. So besides the actual history, what else will be included in the in the ebook? And can you tell us a little bit about how it's being put together? Well, yeah. Normally, in something like this, you do things chronologically, and we started out with, of course, the how the, how it all started, basically on Radio Row, which I thought where it all started in New York, but there was a Radio Row in Boston where Sager was, <clears throat> and also in Ohio where uh, the Hughes Peters folks were. So it's all about radios, it's all about tubes. That's how it all started, and uh, it's fun to talk about that and really how. It really started uh, to grow after World War II when all the surplus uh, tanks, airplanes, uh, ships were starting to be decommissioned. All these electronic parts were in there. So people were buying these parts uh, for a penny or two and selling them for a dollar. And so that's how a lot of distributors started <clears throat> in the past. And then, okay, now we start getting into the actual technology products it made a difference, everything from integrated circuits to microprocessors to computers today. And so we kind of stayed in some cases, uh, how things happen, uh, how the, when FedEx came about, that's really, that was a game changer. Uh, some of the products were game changers. The environmental uh, sustainability efforts were game changers. So we, we tried at the internet, of course, and that was kind of fun. I got to see the first uh, website uh, uh, graphic. I, I never saw the first website and it was done by Marshall. So uh, that's gonna be in the book. I've never, I never saw that before until we started working on this. So we do try to keep it into some key areas of, of how uh, the channel changed and evolved. Everything's all about evolution here. Right. And, and of course we do talk about the future uh, when you got great writers like Barb and others, uh, they're interviewing people about the future. Um, we do do get into ERA, we get into the EDS show, which is so important, and um, uh, the ERA um, folks as well contributed. So uh, it's been delightful seeing all the content come in, and uh, I love history, and I'm learning something every day by reading it, reading these things, and and I'm getting pictures that are just. Uh, unbelievable, uh, a, lot of, a lot of black and white ones. And I think I prefer the black and white ones over the new color ones. You know, it's, it's fun seeing some of these folks uh, and how, uh, how they looked and how they dressed a long time ago. It's, it's, it, it has been delightful. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It, you know, it's, it's interesting. It sounds like uh, the history of the channel is not just being told by the, the folks that, that wrote the, the copy and such, but the, the various ads and, and other things that are part of the book really tell part of that story as well, right? So- Well, two, two parts to that. Um, one, there's one chapter about marketing where Steve Cholas helped out on. And I, obviously that's what I've been doing uh, since the seventies as well. So we've uh, put some information about co-op advertising, marketing, some of the distributors and some of the activities they've had even in the community and how they serve the community. Uh, but we also showed some of the, uh, the ads that were done Right. by our industry. And then in, uh, part of the program is to help um, get this thing off the ground. We did look for advertisers and we have, um, I think uh, approximately 12 manufacturers, 17 to 20 distributors and three or four reps have been involved. 
and they have an opportunity to either run an ad or uh, have a, sp a two-page spread where they have one side is basically their history mm. of their company. And so if we miss the history about uh, the, the decades, here's a chance for each of those companies to tell their history. Uh, there's some that look like, uh, I think one flip is like six years old. And then we got the guys that are a hundred years old. Right. So, and everybody in between. So uh, it's fun to read what they're writing about to see where, what, how they got to where they are and where they're going. Um, one of the things, some part of this history uh, is we also got a book that was probably done in the seventies and it's written. Uh, it was basically quotes from all these pioneers and all these people from the thirties, forties, and fifties. It's amazing. Some of these stories they're talking about and how they got started. So we, not only is Barb and Heidi and, uh, Bruce interviewing people today about what's happening or their opinion of the past. We actually have the voices back to the 20s and 30s, 40s and 50s who are people that are gone. So we do have voices of the past in here. Wow, that's great. Seems like a lot of moving pieces to try to, to compile and, and put together. So how has the response been so far? And for those hearing about this for the very first time, is there still time for them to participate in this? Well, I kind of gave you the numbers. Uh, I, I'm, I, I think we're both pleased at the response, but also I'm, I'm that type of guy with the, I'm the glass, I'm not the glass half full guy. I'm the glass overflowing guy. And I was hoping a few more distri distri uh, distributors would be involved in this. ECIA has a, a, a lot of distributors, obviously. And I'm kind of, I'd like to see a few more uh, to be involved. Uh, and same with some of the component manufacturers who have had uh, <clears throat> all these distributors help them sell their products for all their for, for their many, many years. Uh, so I would like to uh, get one last shot at everybody and say, if you want to get something in there, we still have some time. Uh, I'm shooting for uh, around November 1st to have our first draft finished. But because this is going to be an ebook and not a printed book, uh, you probably have until about November 15th to still get an ad in or a story in. Uh, always open for pictures if someone wants to send me stuff. So uh, I'm willing to take it. <laughs> you still haven't stopped pitching this thing, huh? <laughs> That's great. Absolutely not. You know, I, I, I am, I love history, as I said before. And I think this is a really important document. Um, you know, 50 years or 25 years or 100 years from now, hopefully someone's going to take it and it's going to be 200 years of the ECIA and the industry. Uh, I don't think we're going away. Uh, and somebody should document these things. I think it's very important we, you should document your company history. Uh, I felt bad for, I won't say who, somebody told me uh, a lot of their history and photos, even their founder's photos were lost because of a merger. That's that's criminal, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, history is really important. You learn from it. You can enjoy it. Uh, it's great for new employees. It's great for um, uh, people who want to learn about the channel. Um, and of course, uh, anybody that's reading about it and, and seeing anybody they know or heard of, it, 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 it just brings a different light on it. So if I were a distributor or manufacturer out there, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be part of this thing. Uh, it's very affordable. So that shouldn't be the issue. It should be, uh, 
if, if you're that lazy, we'll do it for you. Tell call, we'll call you up and talk to you about it. <laughs> well, it sounds good. You make it almost uh, foolproof. You can do it. You can do it for you. So that's that's awesome. So I imagine you've had a chance to kind of read most of the first draft by now. Uh, what's been the biggest takeaway that you've learned through this project? Well, I think I hinted to it already, and that was uh, knowing Abnet was not alone. That was number one. And I read some quotes from people, and I, there was one I enjoyed from uh, Powell. Uh, the, the, the Powell company was under the Powell name, uh, and the, this gentleman was at a NIDA meeting in the, I think the 60s, I believe. And he, after leaving the NIDA meeting, the guy changed the name to Powell Electronics. Um, I, I learned about uh, Mel Foster uh, running around trying to sell uh, the tubes in Minneapolis in the 20s. Uh, you know, it's just delightful little stories here and there. And uh, uh, I, I love reading about how DigiKey changed uh, some of the, uh, the the channels, way we look at things, how things are, they, they're, they and Marshall seem to be uh, early adapters to this online stuff and, and they sure are taking advantage of it. So there's been stories throughout the different eras and. Uh, I, t I think anybody reads this thing, they're going to learn uh, how things got to where they are today and where, how they might go f in the future. Yeah, it sounds like you're, you got, you're coming at it from a lot of different angles with photos and ads and, and all kinds of other materials. So that should be a, a really interesting read. So now for the million dollar question, uh, when will this finished product be available and, and how will folks be able to access it? Well, as I said, it's going to be an ebook. So there'll just going to be a link and it's going to come from you, Victor. This is uh, how you send it to him. Is, uh, it's up to us to make it look pretty and, and all that. But we're shooting for the week of Thanksgiving, uh, kind of like thank everybody for uh, their service to our industry for 100 years. And uh, uh, unless something goes wrong, we should be have it ready to go for, uh, at Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll let you guys uh, take it from there. and send it out to people and hopefully they'll enjoy it and share it with uh, everybody they know. Absolutely, it will definitely be available on, uh, on our website and uh, we will definitely do a big push to, to get it out there to as many people as we can. So, well, there you have it. Uh, the ebook is gonna be available just in time for the holidays and unlike many other items on your shopping list, it will not get delayed by any of the supply chain issues that we are facing all over <laughs> the world. And for those of you that still might want the opportunity to tell your company's story, there is still time, uh, as Al has mentioned. Uh, you can go to our association website, ecianow.org, and get all the details right there on our homepage. So hopefully, uh, after listening to this, if you haven't been involved yet, uh, you'll be motivated to do so. And we'd be glad to accept any and all newcomers uh, for sure. So Al, thank you for the time uh, on this podcast and I'm really excited to see the finished product and I appreciate all the work you and your team have done to put this together for all of us in the industry. Um, but before I go, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a moment to tell the folks about the special event you host for charity every year, which I, I think is really cool. Oh, goodness. Well, and for over 30 years, my wife and I and our son have been doing a thing called the Mag Toy Foundation. So we've been doing it in Chicago, where we're from, and we now live in Scottsdale, and uh, we've been doing it here for about, uh, let's see, it's 31 years in Chicago and 15, uh, going on 20 uh, here in Scottsdale. And uh, we basically 
get toys. Uh, we buy toys or memories for kids uh, and, you know, and teens. Uh, we help people as much as possible. Uh, when I say memories, it, it's not always about a toy. It's about sending them maybe to a, their first bo- a baseball game. Maybe, maybe we can get them to the first World Series game with the, with the Braves, uh, and, you, and you, you can take them. But seriously, we, we, we try to get um, toys. We, we send kids to camps. We, we, uh, we try to help add some smiles to um, the world. And we've been very, very lucky, thanks to Avnet and Molex, who have been our, my long-term supporters, family and friends, and all the folks I've got to know due to business here in, in Arizona. They've been very supportive, and we try to help out shelters, individuals. We like helping individuals. So if there's anybody listening out there knows maybe a single mom or a single dad who is just struggling a little bit, we'll try and get them what they need. Um, Obviously, most of the stuff we do is in the Illinois area and uh, uh, and in the Arizona area. But we have helped people overseas. We've helped people that struggled that we became aware of. And uh, like I said, we just want to add smiles, whether it be a toy, uh, some clothes they need uh, to um, get them to a sporting event or a concert, uh, anything, the camp, anything to um, make somebody's life a little bit better. Uh, I've had it too good. Uh, like to give give back as much as possible, uh, and um, you know, life is uh, too short not to be uh, uh, helpful to people and, and supportive of people that uh, could use a, a, a hand up um, and not a handout. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and it's it's one of the things that I found. Uh, you know, I've been in this industry almost forty years now, and I've I've noticed that that there's a big uh, part of our history, if you will is giving back to the community. And, and you're just a prime example of that, that a lot of companies and a lot of individuals do that, which, which I think uh, makes this industry even that much more special. So, so thanks for, for doing that. And I did want to highlight that because I think that's a, that's a pretty cool thing that you do. So anyway, with that, I will wrap up this episode of the Channel Channel and invite you all to stay tuned for future podcasts from ECIA. And I will say so long.